Hi there, greetings to City Church Sheffield. Anne and I send our love to you all. Over these last few weeks, God's really been speaking to me afresh about spiritual shepherding. I've been freshly looking at who Jesus is, the Good Shepherd. It's one of the favourite titles that Jesus has of himself. Other people ascribe all sorts of other titles to Jesus. The writer to the Hebrews says, you're the great apostle and high priest of our faith. The rich young man comes to Jesus and says, you're the great teacher. The woman at the well says, sir, I perceive you're a prophet. But Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, the good pastor. And of course, that reverberates back to David's magnificent insight into who God is. Not remote, but the Lord is our shepherd. Psalm 23, what a magnificent psalm. This good shepherd leads and feeds, protects and directs God's people. It's probably not a title that we would normally use of leaders in the modern world probably because we don't really understand what biblical shepherding was like. I guess sometimes when we talk about shepherding, we think about the UK shepherds who send barking dogs in front of flock to round them up. That's not biblical shepherding at all. It's British shepherding, not biblical shepherding. When Anne and I lived in Yorkshire on the North York Moors, we were neighbours with a famous shepherd uh, literally, he'd uh, been on the BBC TV series, One Man and His Dog. He travelled over the world, demonstrating how you round up sheep with a barking dog. He's a lovely man, but that's not biblical shepherding. Biblical shepherding is a shepherd who goes ahead of his sheep and leads them into green pastures. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And Jesus is the one who goes ahead of us. Jesus is the one who makes the way for us. Jesus is the one who, because of his very life, death, resurrection, ascension and outpouring of his spirit, leads us to green pastures. Green pastures are all about good food. That's interesting because in the New Testament, often spiritual leaders are called shepherds. Peter writes that. Luke in Acts writes that as well. Be shepherds of God's people. When Peter was restored by Jesus, three times Jesus said to him, if you love me, feed my sheep. And sometimes I think we think of feeding the sheep as preaching good words, giving good information. But actually, it's leading people to the person of Jesus. It's getting people to feed off him. That's the green grass. That's the green pasture. Even Jesus, when he was tempted in the wilderness, said this. Man doesn't live by bread alone, quoting Deuteronomy, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. It's God's words, not pastor's words, <laughs> God's words that are life to us. And as good pastors, we lead people to Jesus. We lead people to come 
to know him. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They're known by name. You see, my friend Charles, the farmer, shepherd next door in North Yorkshire, he sent a barking dog. Jesus leads from the front and he leads with the sound of his voice. My sheep know my voice. I call them by name. And Jesus is wanting you today to come and feed off him afresh. Jesus refers to his own life like a feast. Come and feed off me, he said. He said, I'm the bread of life. When we celebrate breaking of bread, we remind ourselves that we feed off Christ. When we drink the wine, it's drinking his blood, it's drinking his forgiveness, it's drinking all that he did on the cross. When we feed off him, he's the bread of heaven. Come and feed off this green grass today. Come and feed of who Jesus is. Come and feed of the magnificence of Christ. Good shepherds, the good shepherd feeds the flock. The good shepherd also leads the flock. And again, unlike my friend Charles with his barking dog, our good shepherd, our biblical shepherd, leads by example. And Jesus led by example. He was able to say, follow me. Look at my ways. Look at my lifestyle. This is how you live. When asked about prayer, this is how you pray. When asked about his father in heaven, this father is now your father. And that sense of imitation, that sense of following a lifestyle of, is so New Testament. It's very countercultural today. People say, oh, just look at my gift, just look at my ability to lead. It doesn't really matter what's behind it. My, my family life is no, nobody's business. My finances are nobody's business. That's what they say in the workplace. But actually, for us and for God, transparency, openness, vulnerability, having a lifestyle that's seen, a lifestyle, as it were, that's at the front of God's people, not behind hidden away, not in some office management, not just some guru giving good advice, but literally showing you how to live. Jesus demonstrated how to live. The apostles demonstrated how to follow Jesus. Therefore, Paul could say, imitate me as I imitate the Lord. Follow me as I follow Christ. It's so important, dear friends, that those who we lead, whether that's in church life, whether that's in family life, whether that's in community life, whether it's in work life, that our lifestyle is seen and transparent, vulnerable, open. They see how we handle great joys. They see how we handle difficulties, lockdowns, sadnesses, trials, tribulations. They see how we handle family life, marriage, children, relationships. They see how we handle finances. They see how we handle all sorts of health issues. They just see into our lives. We demonstrate a life. We lead people. So the good shepherd feeds the flock and we feed off Christ. Good shepherds lead the flock and they lead the flock by example. I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 5. We preach 
not ourselves. Too many leaders preach themselves. This is who I am. This is what I've learned. No, we don't preach ourselves. We preach Christ. But we also show you, we demonstrate how to live out a lifestyle of following Jesus. And Paul says this in one in, in Colossians 1 verse 28. This is our goal. This is what we want to see. We want to proclaim Jesus. Admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom. So that we might present everyone mature in Christ. In other words, that Christ might be formed in everyone. We don't form ourselves in people's lives. I think John Calvin famously said, if ministers want to do any good, <laughs> don't form yourself in people. Form Jesus in them. Lead them to Christ. Lead by example. And allow them to be fed. Allow them to come to him. Allow the life of Christ to be modelled in you so that others might follow your example and follow Jesus. The other thing that Jesus did and spiritual shepherds do is they protect the flock. It says, I, I won't fear any evil in Psalm 23, for you're with me and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. See, spiritual authority is to protect the flock. God does give spiritual shepherds rods and staffs to protect the flock, to keep the enemy out of the flock. Jesus said, I'm the gate. He uses a similar analogy, a, a walled compound where shepherds would protect the flock overnight and the shepherd would literally sleep in the gate. And Jesus said, I'm, I'm the gate. You can't come in unless it's through me. And Jesus won't allow wolves, even if they're in sheep's clothing. And there are real enemies of the church. There are people who would come in, disrupt I'm not talking about the poor, the marginalised, the disadvantaged. I'm not talking about the needy. I'm talking about those with evil intent. And spiritual shepherds are called to protect the flock from those. We're called to welcome those in difficulty and trouble. And... But those who are predators, we're called to protect the flock from those. And that actually gives the sheep great sense of peace, great sense of comfort. They're not just people, but there are other forces at work. There are demonic enemies. We need to be so aware in these days. We need our eyes open more and more to spiritual warfare. And spiritual shepherds need to not just look at things from a physical point of view, but more and more to see things from a spiritual point of view. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. You think, well, I just want to build the church. I just want people to love one another. But as we do that, as we advance the kingdom of God, the rule and reign of God, there's forces that are not happy about that and will stand against hellish gates. Ultimately won't advance, but we need to be aware of them. And spiritual shepherds keep us aware of the battle. They keep us aware of spiritual warfare. So this is what spiritual shepherds do. This is what 
we do. You see, it's not just about a few shepherds in the church. There are spiritual shepherds who lead us. That's a title for elders. But actually, in a sense, just as apostles are called to make the whole church apostolic and prophets are called to encourage the whole church to prophesy and to be prophetic and evangelists are encouraging us all to reach out shepherds pastors spiritual shepherds encourage the whole church to become a shepherding community and wherever you are this week at home in the community in the neighborhood god wants you to be a spiritual shepherd he wants you to lead by example he wants you to be aware of warfare. He wants you to lead people to Jesus, to Christ, to feed off them. So spiritual shepherds lead, they feed, they protect. They also anoint with oil. It's interesting, isn't it? You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. It's one of the things that biblical shepherds did. They anointed the fleece of a sheep with oil to protect it from parasites, to keep it clean. And of course, we know that oil in the Bible is such a beautiful symbol of the Holy Spirit. I love it when Samuel comes to look for David. <laughs> he's out with the sheep. He's the shepherd. And uh, he's looking for the king and goes through the family of Jesse. Not this one, not this one, not this one. He goes through seven as if seven is some perfect number. And he says, is there not another one? Well, there is the shepherd boy out with the sheep. Call him in. And God says, this is the one. And I love what it says in 1 Samuel 16. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully. The word is rushed on David. And I believe more and more we're to create environments, whether that's in the home, whether that's in our gatherings, as we're able to gather as we come out of lockdown fairly soon now. We're to provide contexts where people can be filled with the Holy Spirit, anointed with the oil of the Spirit. You see, Jesus never imagined us following his example without his filling. See, it was only when Jesus was filled with the Spirit after his baptism that he started his public ministry. And if we're going to minister in the name of Jesus, if we're going to see people saved, Jesus is calling us to make disciples of all nations, to go into all of creation, to preach the good news. Those early disciples who were called, just as we are, needed the Holy Spirit to empower them and fill them, come upon them for that task. Dear friends, if they needed that, dear friends, if Jesus needed that, boy, do we need the Holy Spirit to fill us afresh. And spiritual shepherds oil the sheep. They create a context, a climate, an atmosphere of being a spirit-filled community. If you're listening to this and you don't know what it is to be freshly filled with the spirit, at the end we're going to pray. But I want to encourage you over these next few weeks and months as we come out of lockdown and we're able to be physically together, ask people to pray with you to be physically empowered, filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus never imagined his church doing his commission without his power, his spirit on them. So spiritual shepherds feed, they lead, they protect, they anoint, 
And lastly, they give their lives. Now this is a strange one. It's not actually in Psalm 23, but it's very much in John chapter 10 when Jesus talks about him being the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. You see, shepherds are called to serve, not to fleece the sheep, not to get what they can from the sheep, but to give their lives for the sheep. We're all called, in a sense, to a life of service. Jesus beautifully exemplified that. He said, even the Son of Man, that was a beautiful title of Jesus, identifying with Daniel 7, when we have a glimpse of the one with power and authority, the Son of Man approaching the Ancient of Days and being given power and authority. It's a royal title, the Son of Man. It doesn't just mean Jesus' is humanity. In fact, it probably means Jesus' is divinity. But even the Son of Man didn't come to be served. He should have been served. No, he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Spiritual shepherds don't serve themselves. They serve the flock. And wherever you are this week, God wants you to imitate your leaders. He wants you to imitate the good shepherd. He wants you to be a man, a woman, a young person, a child who serves others, who thinks of others first who demonstrates the kindness and the goodness of God. So it's important that we preach the gospel, but it's also important that we live the gospel. The Bible says it's the goodness and kindness of God that's going to lead people to repentance. And God wants us in this day and age to be a people of mercy, a people of kindness, a people of grace, a people who know what it is to serve. You see, serving isn't just some stepping stone to greatness. It's not, well, I'll put in a few hours of service and then I can be a leader. No, no, it's a lifestyle. Serving isn't a stepping stone to greatness. It is greatness. And Jesus was the one who served. Jesus is the one who laid his life down. He didn't put himself first, his interests first. He led the sheep by serving the sheep. And we're called to be those who follow Jesus. Now, the amazing principle, I'm going to end on this, but the amazing principle about giving your life is also found in Jesus' example. Because when you give your life, you find it. When you die to yourself, resurrection power comes. You see, Jesus said this about a seed. He said, I tell you, in John 12, this is almost immediately after talking about shepherding, Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it'll just remain a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And I believe God is calling us as a community to fruitfulness this season. He's calling us to see many people saved, many people added, many people blessed, many people healed, many people encouraged. How? By serving, by giving our lives, by dying to ourselves by embracing a cruciform lifestyle, knowing what it is to follow Jesus. Jesus said, take up your cross, follow me. This is the lifestyle we now live. It's not about power and glory. It's about death and giving ourselves. Now, as we do that, just like Jesus, as he gave his life, so the glory of God 
came. He was resurrected with power and now seated with God in heavenly places. As we give our lives, so we find fruitfulness comes. As we sow our lives in death, as it were, so we find these seeds emerge. And God is promising us in Sheffield, promising you fruitfulness in this season. As we emerge out of lockdown, I believe God's power is upon us for fruitfulness. Now, I just want to pray. I just want you to think, where are you this week? Maybe you're like me, you're locked in at home. Maybe you're able to be out at the school gate now. Maybe you're able to go to a shop. Maybe you're in an office environment. Maybe you're in one of the professions that isn't enabled to work. Wherever you are this week, God wants you to act like a spiritual shepherd. He wants you to feed people Jesus. He wants you to lead people by your lifestyle. He wants you to be aware of warfare. Aware that not every comment is from human activity. Jesus rebuked Peter, didn't he? He said, that's comment. That wasn't from you. That was from the enemy. Be aware of that. He wants you to be a people of the spirit. I'm going to particularly pray for that in a moment. And he wants you to be a people, us to be a people that serve, that give our lives. And as we do that, as we follow Jesus' example, we're going to see great fruit, great resurrection power. So, Lord, I pray for my friends in City Church. I pray that this week, Lord, we would model the lifestyle of the Good Shepherd. We'd be like you, Lord. We'd lead like you. We'd lead people to you. We'd feed people Christ. We'd model a lifestyle of Jesus. We'd be a serving people. We'd serve just like Jesus. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every one of us, every man, woman, every young person, boy and girl, I pray right now for the filling of the Holy Spirit to come on us just as we are. Lord, we'd normally lay hands on one another like your word says, but we physically can't do that. But we don't believe you're constrained by this lockdown, Lord. Therefore, I pray, come Holy Spirit, powerfully fill us, equip us, send us out on mission. Just as you said to those early disciples from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. Take us this week to the ends of the earth, Lord, whether it's the ends of our street or the ends of our comfort zone. Enable us by the Spirit to be a serving people who bring people to Jesus. In your name. Amen.